everybody. Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Girls. We're just two boys who have watched all of HBO's Girls. Uh, <laughs> we are your hosts. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we're talking about the whole series. Everything, all the nooks and crannies. A little victory lap here for us. A little uh, final... I guess, impressions, review of girls as a whole. Yeah, this is going to be real loose. And this is how, yeah, like you said, this is our victory lap. And we're just, we're, we're bringing this episode just to like throw out some extra thoughts we might have that we didn't get a chance to express in the episode by episode. Um, but we yeah. don't have a real plan for this one. <laughs> like, Yeah, we're taking we're, it easy. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's going to be real chill. Yeah. Don't get mad. <laughs> if you thought we were just going to switch over to a format where we're fully structured, nope. <laughs> yeah, this is a, yeah, you know, going through an entire series, taking notes, filling up all kinds of notebooks with notes about this show. Uh, I think it, uh, we need a little break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna give a little break. We'll give you some. We're gonna give you some girls. We're gonna give you some. Yeah, we're giving you some good girls content. But uh, yeah, this is less intense than some of our other stuff. Uh, Who knows? We're probably gonna be like at each other's throats like midway through this (laughs) at some point. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is just gonna be our like general overview review of girls and some of the characters, how it started, how it ended. Favorite episodes, favorite scenes, favorite characters, etc. So, Vance, I think that it'd be pretty dope if we just went through how we usually reviewed our episodes and go character by character, how it started, how it ended for that character. And uh, yeah, sound good? Sounds good to me. All right, which character would you like to start off with? Of the four girls. Yes. <laughs> Of every character who's ever shown up in the show. <laughs> Strap in. This is going to be a six-hour podcast. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, we can make six episodes or we just cram it all into here. <laughs> um, all right. I say we do what we usually do and go from least important to most important. and i think that means we start with shoshana yeah that's how what i was thinking as well usually we start with shoshana or jessa but shoshana Mm -hmm. is usually the number one so at the beginning of this series shoshana was a college student who looked down upon the girls (laughs) for being losers basically being college graduates not having real jobs or any kind of i guess motivation or direction in life and they just weren't uh, achieving her ideal of what she thought being an adult would be or being a yeah. post-college pre-adult. Like you're an adult, but you're not yet, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I mean, it's funny how it's funny how uh, adulthood has just been getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back yeah. now. Yeah. At this point, it's like, unless you're 35, you're still like a kid. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, he's not 50 yet. <laughs> yeah um so she started off 
you know, kind of looking down on all the girls because they weren't meeting her expectations of like what a successful adult because her plan, you know, she had this 15 year plan or whatever. I remember early on in the series, she, her talking about that and like she she was expecting to get a job right out of college that was just going to be her career and she's going to take over the world. And soon after uh, graduating college, she found out that the world doesn't really operate like that. Well, she had a hard time graduating college. When she went on her her sexual renaissance, (laughs) or whatever she was calling it. Yeah, after she lost her virginity to Ray, right? She lost it to Ray? Man, that felt like it was happened fucking 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You know what's crazy is like, so this show, it's six seasons, so it took place over at least six or seven years, you know? Mm -hmm, Mm Mm-hmm. And we did this, we, we binged the whole series like once a week and it's taken us a little over a year, but that still feels like it happened six, seven years ago to me. <laughs> yeah. 2020 was a long year, just, <laughs> just in general, yeah. but add that on top and it's like, yeah. Yeah. We, we went 2020 to 2021 with boys watching girls. So, uh, yeah, that does feel like forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll say, uh, with Shoshana, I don't know what, we never really found out what exactly she was doing. Remember, it was like, Mm -hmm. it was like she was in school. Mm -hmm. We weren't sure what her major was until like very late. Maybe, was it third season when she graduates or fourth season or something like that? Yeah, it's third season because we see her parents bickering with the, bickering with each other and Mm -hmm. then kind of with the... Uh, graduation yeah. department. Uh, and then she just kind of goes on, like, so she barely graduated, goes on a bunch of job interviews where she's basically just thinks she's better than everyone. Yeah. She thinks she's better than everyone. She sabotages some of them. Mm-hmm. She She's like, oh, no, I'm just using this job interview as practice. Uh, thanks for nothing, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, so she still hasn't, like, She's going to have to get her rude awakening, you know? Yeah, that's what we were waiting for the whole time. When she, As she's putting down the girls, like, constantly, Vance and I have always been like, oh, we're going to wait for her comeuppance, and she's going to finally realize, like, this isn't how the world actually is, and her 15-year plan isn't going to go as she thinks it's going to go. And, and uh, uh, it takes a while for her to get that comeuppance. Yeah. Um, it, Which it was, surprised me. It was one of those things where uh, I don't know if she ever got that comeuppance, really. Like, it kind of happened, but not the way. Like, she ended up getting a semi-dream job to Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, to the point she where I'm like, to... all right, that didn't seem like such a bad thing. Yeah, and... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she gets that job and it's like a really good job for her. She's really all about it. Is like dating that soup guy, Scott, mm-hmm. who offered He's, her a he he wanted he, he sucks. He, she <laughs> You think Scott sucks? I don't I think, think Scott, Scott sucks. sucks. He's so lame. I think that Scott is bland. Yeah. I don't think he sucks. Bland ramen. <laughs> So she's she's dating that guy and then gets the job in Japan and he's like, I'll wait for you or, or I, I don't know. They were trying to make it work, but you knew that it wasn't going to work 
Um, then she falls in love with Yoshi in Japan and, and then she loses the job and then she works at like a cat cafe. Yeah. What she lost. And then she hates her life. <laughs> well, she lost the job and then like didn't want to go back. Like she mm-hmm. lost her job, was dreading having to go back to New York. Then the next time we see her, she is dreading having to stay in Japan. And it's like, you yeah. don't have to stay here. Yeah, you don't have, like, an actual job anymore. I mean, she's got the cat cafe job, but, like, she has nothing, like, legitimately tying her down to, like, oh, no, I can't leave Japan. And I thought she would come back to New York and it'd be one of these, like, shameful things where she came back. And I was like, what are you doing back? And she'd have to, like, uh, make up an excuse of, like, why she's back. She's like, well, I love Japan, but actually, I just felt like I couldn't be my full entrepreneurial self-fair you know something like yeah. that instead she tokyo just like, wasn't big enough for me yeah instead she just has a breakdown with abigail she's like i hate it i need to leave and then she yeah. just leaves and then when she comes back she looks sad too so like yeah. yeah yeah and like nobody calls her out nobody nobody really cares like no nobody, one that's cared that she came back she came back at jessa or uh at marnie's wedding yeah and that's when we first see her because she left the season before. And then we yeah. don't see her until later that season when she comes back. And I don't know yeah. when the first time she interacts with the girls is. I don't know either. But I know that they she never got called out. She never had to face the music, basically, with the girls. Yeah. But I think th- here's the thing. Is I think that the girls knew that Shoshana was going to run into some of these hardships and they weren't going to like rub it in her face. Though it seems like that'd be exactly what they would do. Yeah, there was like one scene where she was talking to Jessa and Marnie about the music stuff or something. And then she was like, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it actually turned out to be. And it was like, that was it. That's all we got. Yeah. Out of like three yeah. seasons worth of her. We got this one <laughs> line. And I was like, no, it needs to be like a. It would just be really funny to see her doing what the girls were doing in the first three seasons. While the right. girls are moving up. And then her seeing them up and being like, oh my God. And it kind of happens. She kind of goes like, oh my God. Uh, Hannah has a job and Adam's on Broadway and stuff like that where she feels bad about herself. But it's never, I don't know, it just didn't hit the way I thought it would. Well, I think it didn't hit the way that we thought it would. Mainly because we don't really, we only pop in on Shoshana every once in a while. Like she's not very integral to the plot of much of this show and she's not in a bunch of episodes like there's 62 episodes i'd say that she's not in probably 20 yeah it's interesting because the japan episode is mostly all her Mm -hmm. like it's not a full only shoshana but they did give her an episode you know yeah but uh yeah yeah i mean it's it's hard to really connect with her when you don't see, you know, the visceral kind of shit that she's going through every episode like you do with Hannah or, I don't know, even Marnie at some points. And, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Marnie, Marnie just sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Marnie. Yeah. But then, like, Shoshana, the last, it seems like two seasons just was not in it. 
Yeah. Especially this last season, like season six, she's only in, you know, there's 10 episodes. It seems like she's only in like four episodes. She was in 48 episodes total. Um, okay. Of the 62. Yeah. And Ray was in 42 episodes. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, Adam Driver's only in 49. So Adam is in more episodes of Girls than Shoshana is. Yep. By one. There you go. Yeah. I mean, do you think that was like a pivot because people started to really like and want to see what was going on with Adam? Uh, I, I, what do you mean pivot to Adam? I just think that was where the story was. I don't think they said, hey, let's give him one more episode. I wonder if like. Because I mean, uh, he's in the pilot, like he's in the pilot more than Shoshana is. Yeah. And he is hanging around the quote unquote main character, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But. I wonder if there were any focus groups who were like, hey, how do you feel about and like and all of the focus group people were like, we do not put in more. Shosh- we're we do not like Shoshana if, <laughs> or we want more Ray or if, we want more X. If that's what the focus groups focused on watching this show, <laughs> then you take that as a success. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not <laughs> less Shoshana, but more Ray, more Adam, more like these side characters i love the weird body horror and just awfulness of some of the characters but you know shoshana she bothers me change that and i'm in yeah um yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know um what did you think about where shoshana ended up well i know that one of the one of the things that we wanted to talk about was who do we think won girls like who came out on top Mm mm-hmm I think Shoshana came out on top for the mere fact that uh, she escaped. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if, if we're going to jump to that topic, who won girls, I would argue that the boys won girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, legitimately. <laughs> like, Ray, I think that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, Ray uh, has the coffee shop. He has, uh, he, he has Abigail, I guess, I guess at the end of that. Uh, Elijah's on Broadway. Yeah. Um, Adam Adam was on Broadway. He made a short film. Adam kind of is with Jessa, I guess, and that's an okay thing. Yeah. Maybe. But, uh, yeah. I think of the four girls, though, yeah. Shoshana won because she knew when to call it quits and break it off with all of the girls. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, like we're not that close. I'm not a part of your friend group. I have new friends. I have a fiancé. And all of my friends are successful and happy. And I, I mean, I don't know. Byron seemed like a successful dude. Maybe she got a new job. I don't know. She just yeah. wasn't in the last season enough I, to. I know. I just like, I get, I love the surprise of her being engaged. And it goes with, I wanted to say this goes with that family dynamic of Jessa having a surprise wedding and Shoshana yeah. has a surprise engagement. Um, but yeah, just I don't know who those people are that are at the party. I don't know. Last time we saw her, she was upset that the people that started that jeans company didn't want to work with her. Yeah. So yeah, she and I. Don't, it's interesting that her storyline ends with, "Oh, I found a man," and I'm like, "That wasn't ever <laughs> your thing." Yeah. Like that was never like it was lose your virginity in the first season, but after that, it was all about business. So I don't know what this, oh, she found a man. I feel like her finding a new friend group is bigger than her finding a fiance. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. and that's why yeah. I think that she's the 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 winner here is because she recognized the unhealthiness that the girls' relationships were and how unhealthy and just borderline psychotic the the other three were. And she was like, "I'm out. Yeah. Let's just call it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a great line! Let's just call it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so good. But um, is this where you think Shoshana was going to end up? What did you think was going to happen? I thought she was going to struggle and then somehow land a decent job that looked like it had a, a track to what she wanted to do. And she mm -hmm. would be humbled by the experience to the point where like, okay, yeah. Maybe she'd chill out a little. Yeah. And <laughs> a little more chill. Be less, like, be less uppity and, and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. I... I don't know. It's just, it's it's a double-edged sword because I liked where she ended up, but we also didn't see enough of her to really get a sense of the growth, mm -hmm. you know? Like we would see little hints of the growth that she was experiencing and then she'd be missing for the next two episodes or just have like a cameo in one episode or some shit. Yeah. So that was the only like real big disappointment with Shoshana for me. Um, otherwise I kind of liked where her story went and, uh, yeah, I think that she's kind of the big winner here just because she recognized the toxic relationship and got out of it. And she had some great zingers and one-liners around. Absolutely. I, I just really wish we could have seen her with Adam a little more. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Her and Adam, just their interactions were money and they, we didn't get enough of those. Yeah, she was real savage at certain points. That diner real scene. Real savage. That diner scene with what utensil would you want to be? Yeah. <laughs> His reaction to it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I think I don't know the number of that episode, but it's the one where they go to pick up Jessa from rehab. It's yeah. that moment. It's season four. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, Shoshana. Anything else to add with the old Shoshana wrap-up? Nah, that's Shosh. All right. I'm guessing we go Jessa next. Yeah. Now, for me, Jessa's story through the whole series was quite a roller coaster. Yes. Because I thought that she was just going to be hateable, detestable throughout and I remember at certain points in the likability rankings, she took number one for me. She took, like, she was in top spots just because she was, you know, being true to herself or trying to work on something. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like up and down and up and down. And I didn't know what to think of her at a certain point. I will say, even after the series ended, I don't know what to think of her. Uh, yeah, same. It. Was it's... she pregnant? <laughs> Oh, yeah, they did tease that. Or maybe that's just us jump. No, if if that's in your show, that's an assumption that's just going to be yeah. made. Chekhov's puke. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And we don't get any follow-up in the final, because like, that's the episode before the finale. So we don't get any follow-up or like Marnie just says, oh, yeah, Jessa, Jessa's having a baby, too. Like, we never get any of that stuff, which if that happened in the finale, it'd be like, what? Why? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's good for Adam because he wants to have a kid now. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what that would be used for. Um, with Jessa, her character never really had anything to do. Yeah. Um, and I felt like with the therapy, 
thing. I thought they gave her something to do. Like it was right when Shoshana was going to go to Japan. Jess was going to try to become a therapist or psychiatrist or whatever. Uh, Hannah. That was had, when Hannah was about to be a teacher. Yeah, Hannah was about to be a teacher, and uh, Marnie. Was that when Marnie started the band to sing? The, yeah, I yeah. think she sang. So like it was like okay, they have something going. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, Shoshana went to Japan. Hannah had taught uh, and taught. taught. <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> Podcast over. I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just like, I, I don't know what Jessel was doing. And then all of a sudden, she just got the Adam thing. Well, the thing about all of those is we saw Shoshana in Japan Mm -hmm. working. We saw Hannah (laughs) teached. Totting. She was totting. She was totting. Yeah. We saw Marnie in the band. We never saw Jessa doing any therapy stuff. Yeah. I would say my biggest disappointment is I never saw Jessa in a classroom or I never saw her in in like a session one-on-one with someone. I wanted mm-hmm. to see her in like what we saw with Hannah with the psychiatrist. I wanted to see Jessa dealing with another Jessa. Like, <laughs> yeah. like dealing with people that are more troubled than she is or are more manipulative or something, you know? Or like even, yeah. even I mean, this is generic, but she could like start studying and then psychoanalyzing her own friends mm-hmm. to a point where it would like annoy him, you know? Like she could just start psychoanalyzing Hannah or Marnie. Well, there was a time where she was looking up traits of like sociopaths or something. She was like, Adam, I think I'm a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, it's like she was like, oh, this is all my- this is right before they decide to make a movie, of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just like she was studying from we only started studying from home. Like she was on like like Zoom lessons, you know, as opposed to like throw her in the classroom. We got the school setting. Yeah. Just, throw, yeah. just throw her in there. Um. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the show, she was just a aimless, rudderless character that would just show up to kind of ruin people's lives and ruin things that, like, one of the first things I remember of her character is that guy that was visiting from San Francisco, and then she banged him, and Shoshana, like, saw him, and it was basically just to be like, I just needed to show him that I could still fuck him if I wanted to. Yeah, which is... Not a great thing, but it's also like, all right, that's somewhat interesting of a character person, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not going to fully hate that in a TV show, you know? Uh, but then, yeah, but then she, like, she she had so many different jobs and purposes, and you know, she tried to do assisted suicide with that one lady, and... I, that was <laughs> another plot line where I thought, oh, man, we really have something for Jessica. She yeah. just landed this job that Marnie kind of wanted of helping this like famous artist and just as her bohemian qualities and you know her autistic opinions artistic opinions Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is going to be interesting to see the dynamic between these two and it's like nope no time yeah she was lasted for two two episodes yeah and then she was in that weird like uh, yeah she had like some kind of weird thing with bedelia's daughter who was the russian doll girl yeah and it was going to be like some kind of it looked like it was going to be this big like conflict and it, it just went away. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like that's a lot of her storylines. They just kind yeah. of went away. Like we introduced her sister 
for an episode. Yeah. And only thing Minerva. that I did was go, wow, her sister's a lot like her in a weird way. And maybe even worse. And then Adam decided to help pay for her schooling. And that mm-hmm. was the whole scene. And I'm like, that's it? That's that's <laughs> all we got? Yeah. I mean, even that episode where they went to her family with her father, it's like you get a little bit of a sense of why mm-hmm. she is the way she is and where she's coming from. But it wasn't enough to care and it wasn't enough to justify all the terrible shit that she does to everyone around her. Yeah. That one felt like, uh, the actress needs to dip out for a minute. Cause like after that she <laughs> leaves and she's not in episodes for a while until they yeah. have to go pick her up. And I was yeah, just like, wait, she like, and it was one of those things that the show did a lot of is like, Jess would do something bad and then they would try to redact it. And I felt like, Oh, this episode where they go to her, um, uh, her uh parents her dad's place to visit her dad oh okay mm-hmm. oh oh i see how bad it is but then she do, do horrible stuff and then she just abandons hannah there and you're like well now i don't feel bad for you anymore <laughs> yeah you know? yeah i i don't know there was a lot of a lot of stuff like that with every character i feel like where it was you know they built it to where we're supposed to see where they're coming from and we're supposed to empathize with them and then they just do shitty things. And you're like, well, now fucking you're not dealing with this like a normal person should or would. You're just being a fucking asshole. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck all of you, you know? Yeah, I just, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Her storyline is the one that really doesn't even end anywhere. It's just like, oh, she's back to being friends with Hannah, I guess. As much yeah. as she can be friends with someone who's not going to live around there. Well, she also like ping pong through a bunch of jobs. Remember, like she had the nanny job where she tried to seduce or the guy, the dad tried to seduce her or something. Yeah, yeah definitely. And she was like, the get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then uh, like almost broke a bottle on somebody's head at that warehouse party. Yeah, that was that was the early times when we really were like, Jessa, you're a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so she had that job with Catherine Hahn, which we thought would be interesting and might lead somewhere, and then it didn't. Wasn't Catherine Hahn's character a therapist? Yeah, she yeah, she was. Oh, that would have been so nice if they brought her back and Jessa went to talk to her about being a therapist or something. Like in a right? later scene. Yeah. Because he brought people back before. Um, yeah. That would have been cool. Uh, but no, there was a scene where uh, she comes in and she wants to help Jessa. And mm-hmm. Jessica gets, instead of us seeing her with this mentorship with this lady, we get a surprise wedding to a Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, that's a cool, interesting ending, a surprise wedding. Very, I mean, it's not very Jessica because it's the first season. We don't know enough about her, but sure. All right. Yeah. That's weird. Um, so we no. go from the nanny job to her being married to, uh, Thomas John, mm-hmm. Chris O'Dowd's character, mm-hmm. who we met a couple episodes previously where he was trying to hook up with both her and Marnie. And Marnie wanted to And then it had like a, no. yeah, and it had like a psychotic breakdown. And then all of a sudden, Jesse just gets married to him. <laughs> He's like, what can I say? I, he showed up and he kept pestering me and uh, I relented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think my... My jaw was dropped that whole episode. I was like, are we watching a dream scene? Is this really happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then they get married, adopt puppies, 
you just knew that it wasn't going to go well. Uh, at least those puppies are okay. <sighs> so crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't want to. I don't want to rehash everything in justice. I don't want to go. Well, it's just like story. there's so many things that I like. I'm just remembering myself as we're going through this. It's like I forgot about the Chris O'Dowd marriage, which was like a half a season of stuff. Yeah. Then she like, uh, she did that shit with Jasper. She was in rehab with Jasper. Had those horrible earrings. Joe's fashion corner. That was probably the most epic rant that I had went on. <laughs> it was I, so. It was so awful. I saw those earrings. They're fine. I don't know what. <laughs> Terrible. Okay terrible and then uh the shit with jasper and then bedelia and and then therapy and wanting to make movies it's just like (laughs) there's too much there's There's too much and also too little there's too little substance i'll say and it was a lot of her being a junkie or her being a former addict which would would come and go as it needed it seemed Mm -hmm. um i don't know it just yeah jessa was an interesting character i think they just kind of kept her as a floating force and then when she ends up with adam it becomes like that's her story she's now in the conflict between this love triangle and that lasts for like a whole season yeah and 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 it's to a detriment in a way because everyone's so split and and i could see like showing if the if girls wanted to show okay these are friends that you have in your 20s. And as you drift towards 30, your friend group will start to splinter and thin out, right? Mm-hmm. Or you'll go in different paths or whatever. But it doesn't have to split because, oh, he decided, she decided to date my like ex-boyfriend who I constantly have feelings for or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty extreme example. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... I, I just don't know, like, when I first started watching the show, I didn't know where Jessa was going, and at the end of it, I, I just don't know where she went. <laughs> yeah, I I can't say it better myself. I, I just don't know, like, we gotta, and like we said, the second to last episode is a great, like, finale point, because at least they make mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and Jessa shows some self-awareness, but that's about it. That's all you get from her really yeah yeah man i mean that second to last episode of the series really that really should have been the finale yeah and i just don't like i don't know how i feel about her still being in a relationship with adam Mm. like you know what i mean like i just don't know if that's the right thing for both of them who would you have rather seen her end up with? Would you rather seen her end up with I, Ace? I, I, I don't. I don't care who the girls end up with in relationships. <laughs> like, because Marnie and Hannah don't end up in relationships, yeah, except for with each other because they're the forever couple. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I'm I don't the think, best friend. I win. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like if the show girls, it's not like and you're. They don't have to end up like dating or marrying someone like. I get it. People want to be in relationships. People, that's like a natural thing. But we see that so much in uh, female-led like rom-coms and stuff where it's like, oh my God, I got to date this. Like, I got to date this uh, guy. And like, I really hope this works out. And this is this is my whole life as this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. I think we we also forgot to mention that she's the one that brought Mimi Rose into our lives because was, she set Adam up with Mimi Rose. Yeah, she really dipped when we found out <laughs> that she set Mimi Rose ablaze on this. Cause, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's one thing to be mad at uh, Jessa for uh, dating Adam, but she also threw Mimi Rose at him while Hannah was still with her. Yeah. Like, so she was like, already fiddling in this relationship long before she started dating Adam. So, yeah. so not a good, not a good person, not a good friend. Well, that was her best. That was Hannah's best friend, according to <laughs> them two uh, <laughs> at certain points. <laughs> Who just happened to be in town the first season. I think she just visited it. From <laughs> yeah. <Europe>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I she, mean... she starts out, not great gets a little better in the middle gets a little iffy again and she finishes fine i guess yeah i mean she finished for me she kind of it was iffy mm -hmm. it was iffy at the beginning terrible in the middle okay three-quarter mark and then iffy at the end yeah anything else to say about old jessa nope all right. Well, then let's get to old Marnie Pants. You know what's funny about this is that this is the most structured podcast <laughs> we could possibly do. <laughs> we're like, we're going to be taking it real fucking easy. All right. So we're going to do our usual and go character by character. <laughs> we might not even get to some of the other things we had. We'll get to some of them. Yeah, all right. But, but um, all right. Marnie Michaels, wow, did she take a fucking nosedive into being a horrible character on this show? I would argue she started out being horrible, and we just didn't realize how horrible because we were blinded by Hannah's horribleness. I, I could see that. And there also probably could have been a little, like, halo effect, at least from my point of view, because I was like, whoa, she's hot. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, you don't want to believe you don't want to believe that she's bad because she's like a, a good looking person. But there were seeds of her being people a, have never done anything bad in the world. Exactly. Yeah. They're all talented. They're all they're all great people. But I could I could understand the argument. Maybe if we like and I'm not saying I'm going to do this. Yeah. But are. if we went back and watched the first season again, we could see the seeds of her being fucking terrible right from the get-go oh no she is absolutely i mean you must have been <laughs> blinded but she's not great in the first season <laughs> yeah you know what now that we're meant talking we're, we're talking through it <laughs> she, she was a great. she was a fucking asshole to charlie the whole yeah the beginning <laughs> yeah when did we find <laughs> out that she had never been to his apartment is that first season I think it might have been second season. Okay. Yeah. But it's yeah. early on. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what a fucking jerk, dude. And he had a dope apartment. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember a lot of the beats of the first season, but yeah, she was not great. Yeah. I mean, she the whole first season, it seemed like she just wanted to break up with Charlie. I mean, first episode, no... first episode, she's like not even sleeping in Charlie's not even sleeping in her room with Charlie. She's sleeping yeah. with Hannah. That's very true. Yeah. 
Um, so that consumed her for like the first two seasons, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Or season and a half, because eventually she did get with uh, Yorma Tacone's Booth Jonathan, the artist guy. Oh, man. Booth Jonathan. What a character. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man, and I know how to do things. <laughs> and he was right. She was going to be scared. That doll yeah. at the end of the bed. And yeah. <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> god yeah i mean she her character started out wanting to be like an art curator mm-hmm. and then halfway through the series we find out she's like i've always wanted to be a singer <laughs> i am that is the most surprising thing to me that that continued further than like three episodes yeah like when she has ray decide to put like a song together and she sings at charlie's work party or whatever Mm -hmm. it was insane and i was like no way no way this person's going on tour and opening for the lumineers like (laughs) like it's no way it really like from her decision to be a singer to opening for the lumineers was Mm -hmm. such a small amount of time like she became successful so quickly like it was unreal yeah but that scene where she's singing at charlie's party was the most awful thing i think i've ever seen (laughs) it is it is one of the most cringy things the show has done it's cringier than when she's singing with her mom Um, yeah for sure uh at least she has some self-awareness of how awful that is Mm. but yeah man i I don't know. Marnie's Marnie's the worst character. Uh for sure. And, for sure. And credit to Allison Williams, I'll say this again, she did a great job of portraying that character. Because apparently in real life she's really nice, really down to earth. Yeah. Used to do a bunch of college humor uh stuff. Um yeah, so she can poke fun at herself and like she goes a hundred percent in on this character and it doesn't work if she doesn't. Um, yeah you believe it she's a character also unlike jessa that people have met before you know like not everyone knows that jessa but a lot of people have run into marnie's um yeah i will say that she didn't have that many uh like relationships throughout this series like it was basically uh charlie and desi and ray Oh, right. How could I forget (laughs) about Ray? That's like the biggest. And Devlin. (laughs) Whatever that guy. Dalvin. Dalvin? The guy that she's. Oh, Delvin P. Sex. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Delvin P. Of course, you know. (laughs) How could you forget Uh, Dalvin uh, P? How how can you forget the name of a character that we'll never see again? (laughs) (laughs) That was introduced for one episode. 15 minutes into the last episode. <laughs> what did you think of her relationships? Who do you think she had the best relationship with? Uh, you mean uh relationship like boyfriend, girlfriend relationship or relationship with the girls? Um, Boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, I would say I guess we Ray. could include. I would I, say. I, I guess w- we could. I would say Ray. Ruth Jonathan in there. No, because that was. She she messed that up, but it was also messed up on his part with the whole, like, I don't know, such a weird one. 
Um, yeah, he was a weirdo. Uh, but uh, I think her relationship with Ray would have been the healthiest one for her. Mm. But her reaction to Ray breaking out with her and her saying he should be lucky I just was talking to him was enough for me to be like, nope, you're done. Like, there were yeah. so many moments with Marnie where I was like, nope, I'm done with her. Like, I'm, nothing she can do can come back from this. Yeah, I remember the last season we were like, how are they going to bring her back? And then they just never do. No, <laughs> they never make her likable. Where was, the, was her redemption? And there was there an was episode none. where you were like, and forty-five seconds in, she's the worst person. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that relationship with Ray was definitely the healthiest and what she needed the most. But you just knew that she would never be with Ray because she's a shallow person. You know the relationship I would have wanted to see more of? Her with Uh-oh. Booth, uh, her with, uh, not, not Booth Jonathan, her with uh, Bobby Moynihan, this character, from oh, the wedding. right! They made out <laughs> yes. at Jess's wedding. Yeah. I really wanted to see, like, because that would have been a messed up one, because, like, he's not traditionally attractive the way Marnie likes, and it would have been just really funny to see that. Dude. If she's going off on Ray about like he should feel lucky to be with me, mm-hmm. imagine what she would have said about Bobby Moynihan. Right? She would have made him <laughs> have an eating disorder or something. Yeah, dude. It would have been so brutal. Yeah. Um Yeah, and so she had like a couple of jobs as well, you know. Wait, she worked. And Charlie at- was great though, too. For what it like he was a little bit of a pushover, but he wasn't soup guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Charlie had some awareness of, like, you've never been to my apartment. Like, you... it, it, That's awareness, but also, like, you still stayed with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's your problem, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. You were going to talk about her jobs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she started out working at, like, an art gallery, then lost that job, and was working at raise i think for a while and then got that other job with sujin at another art gallery and was trying to get the bedelia bedelia but was that her name bedelia belinda I the lady know. that wanted yeah i think jesse bedelia, eventually got I think the job. bedelia works i don't know then she went back to raise and yeah, was a touring artist with record label deal and all that shit it's just like and then at the end we don't really know what was going on it seemed like they had signed a contract to go on a tour but then the band's broken up and i don't know yeah remember yeah. there was I that scene i don't there was this scene where she was talking to her mom's friend who was in a band right before her mom dragged her on stage and it seemed like that had that had some moments in it right like or or like it had like oh she's fishing to figure out what she should do next mm-hmm. and it didn't really pay off no, I mean, there was also the scene where Desi abandoned the show and Ray convinced her to go up on stage and perform solo. And she knew how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And she played solo and it seemed to be like really good. Yeah. I was expecting to get to go that direction where she was like, I don't need Desi. I'm going to go off on my own. And then that never did anything. Yeah. And that was such a good moment. Um and that episode has Spike Jones in it, which is kind of kind of interesting too, uh, as their manager. Um, but yeah, when Ray talks her into like going on, going on stage, it's like great, and she goes on it, and you have this like song that 
that that plays on the, the ending montage and you're like okay marnie did it and ray came and gave her the motivation that's a healthy relationship for her she's reaching her goals we didn't think we'd ever care that marnie's got this but she does and it's fine yeah, yeah. i mean that was an important scene I thought it was going to be an important scene for like the relationship between Ray and Marnie because it shows that he empowers her and she might finally realize like, oh, this is the guy for me. And it's also empowering that she doesn't need Desi, who's this like loose cannon, can't depend on him, and she's going to go about solo. Yeah. And then it didn't do anything. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah, because Desi abandoned her. Like that was like... That was before they, that was after they got engaged, but before the wedding. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, well, that's over, right? Like, he just did you up on the biggest stage ever. And then it's like, oh, we come back. And it's like, oh, it's Marnie's wedding. And it's actually happening. And you're just like, yeah, what? Why? Why are you getting married to, wait, you guys are still in a band? The the record (laughs) guy was like, oh, it's cool. He just didn't show up. (laughs) They just kind of brushed over that. And. Yeah, and then he, then Desi just ends up abandoning her again later. Yep. Yeah. Because we find out that he's been addicted to drugs, something that has never been hinted at mm-hmm. or like seen previously. And he's just like, I've been addicted to drugs. I take 50 pills a day. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I guess. I guess you got that. <laughs> but we'll, we'll table Desi for another time. Um, yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say, there was something, what, what, who were we talking about? Marnie and relationships. Mm. Jobs. Jobs. Uh, Sujin, Juke Booth, Jonathan. Yeah, I think I lost it. Yeah. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, uh, but she, uh, for me at least, took a real big nosedive in likability and just, she was the worst character, and I'm not saying like the worst written, the worst whatever. She was just in like an evil person. <laughs> yeah, she was a bad person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything else to add about Marnie before well, we get to where did you think about where she ended? Like, I know this ties in a little bit with Hannah, but did what what was his ending with her storyline? Uh, I hated it. I I think that there were so many satisfying routes that she could have gone and the route that they went with her where she's kind of like just helping Hannah raise her kid and with like no thanks she can't she's basically like a like a live-in nanny that never gets a day off never gets time off and the person that hired her isn't thankful or grateful yeah do you think this is like this is like her getting her just desserts for all the terrible things that she's done throughout the series. I mean, she chose to do it, though. It's not like she was like, it's not like Hannah was like, hey, you got nothing going on. I want you to come stay with me and help me raise the baby. And she's like, oh, God, this is my only option. So sure. She well, shows up. She pulls in yeah. Elijah and shows up and says, I'm here. Yeah, I mean, she does it for purely selfish reasons, too, to prove like, hey, guess what? I'm doing this. To show you that I'm your best friend and you don't have anybody but me. Yeah, it's selfish reasons and also not like planned out good reasons. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, okay, I'm doing it for this. But if I do this, I get this thing too. Yeah. It's like you're not getting anything out of this. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if 
and we don't know if she has a job or if Hannah's paying her. Yeah, she definitely doesn't have a job. Like, she's definitely not leaving the house like, mm. to do work during the day. Well, yeah. I mean, that house is massive, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's insane that she just got a job and has that house. If, uh, well, like, to upstate New York, I mean, those have you have you Zillowed like some stuff in? No, but it's know. not that cheap. I wonder how much well, she, she was wasn't, making. She had no savings. That's true. Like she was coming there, and they just like it was five months, so she's been paid five months' salary. Like it's unless it's like part of like the uh, the university's thing. Yeah. But that house was know, that man. house was like that house looked like it had it was six like rooms a, for like the yeah it was two like people. it was like two stories at least yeah. and it was nice dude it yeah. was real nice just furnishing that place if it wasn't already furnished like where did, she lived in one room in an apartment yeah that's true yeah yeah I guess I didn't think about that yeah they don't want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> At oh. least I kind of got an idea of how it was laid out on, like, Shoshana's apartment, which we never fucking figured out. Well, since we're on it, like, it's, you know, we get to see Hannah get naked, which, at that point, you're so numb. I was so mm-hmm. numb that I wasn't even, like, batting an eye seeing her, like, fully <laughs> undressed and just walk around the entire place. Um, but, yeah, like, there's that tracking shot that goes with her and her mom as they go through the whole apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Or the whole house. Yeah. What did you think of how she ended? Like, are oh, you what, Marnie? in agreement with me? Marnie? Yeah, with with Marnie. Uh, I thought I really wanted to know what those business cards she was handing out was at the, <laughs> at the party at the party before when she was dancing with those guys. What was the business cards? It's her nannying service that yeah. she had just started. <laughs> like I just like yeah, I just don't know when this episode hits. I'm just like, I don't know. The finale yeah. just didn't. It showed the worst of what the two of them together are. I think mm-hmm. Marnie brings out the worst in Hannah. I think Hannah brings out the worst in Marnie. Marnie's worst can come out with anybody, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. I'm okay with her not being successful and things working out for Marnie because I can't really root for her. But yeah, it's like this is what all of this music stuff was leading to. This is what it all was all leading to. Yeah, just a off offhand remark. Yeah, my band's broken up, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll help you raise a baby. Yeah. Like you're not gonna try and go solo. I don't know. Yeah. So with with Marnie especially, but a lot with all of the girls, there were so many opportunities for it to like the ship to write its course, and for it to like end up pretty decently and i just don't think it really did for any of them like marnie i i really thought that when desi abandoned the show mm-hmm. she was going to go solo mm-hmm. and that could have been something really cool and big but then they get married and desi just sucked and i didn't like his character and <sighs> yeah uh, marnie was a huge disappointment yeah, I just didn't know what I was rooting for with her, so I didn't really, you know. It was like I'm not, yeah. I'm not rooting for anything with her. So what am I, what am I doing here? Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts for Marnie Michaels? 
Uh, no, I don't want to talk about Marnie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> She's it's so dep- like I don't know her character. I mean, as entertaining as she was at at being awful. Like at one point, they just needed to drive even deeper into it. Like because they started with this episode, the final episode. Like she's still mean and still like just a bad person in the beginning. Yeah. And then they try to do the redacting, and you like feel bad for her. And it, it worked in that one scene for us. But mm-hmm. uh, she she brought this on herself. Like it's hard to feel sorry for. Her. Yeah. All right, Hannah Horvath, Lena Dunham, the star of the show. Yeah, perfect. What a journey. Perfect story. Perfect story. Got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, nothing to say. No notes. <laughs> no notes. No notes. <laughs> oh, man. It was a journey for sure. I mean. Absolutely. I'm going to jump ahead and say the thing about Hannah that I was surprised by um, and this is like a prediction thing. I thought her book was going to come back into play at some point. I thought that her being a writer was going to come back into play. Like after the uh, storytelling thing and then she was working as a writer. I thought that that like re-inspired, reignited her passion for writing after she had kind of given up on it to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. But then it just doesn't. Yeah. It, it, like that... That whole thing when she had that New Yorker or the New York Times article or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like this big, she's writing again. She's smiling. You're like, oh, she's got a groove back. And then she just ends up doing these like random, not even like puff pieces, but like she's just doing writing work where she's hired to like write stuff for these magazines. Yeah. Which again was so close to the GQ thing, except for like, She's freelance versus like doing ad copy more or less um, yeah. or like branded content. But at the same time, it wasn't so far removed that it seemed like, yeah. oh, my God, this is the light. This is what I wanted. This is why I like left the grad school and like, I don't I don't know. I left teaching to get back into the thing she was kind of doing because I think she could have probably landed these jobs that she was landing just off the gq resume yeah i just didn't i mean and this is in true judd apatow fashion and he was like a producer on this and was his hand was heavily involved with it is that she wanted to be a writer and then everyone was basically telling her like how hard it was going to be and how like impossible it is to be a writer and then she just like kind of gives up on it (laughs) it's like you, you all of those people were proven right like she didn't fight against it enough. Like the seed of doubt was planted in her head and she just let it fester so much that she gave up on her dream. And she was only 24, 25 in the show. Yeah. When did she give up on writing and decide to be a teacher? I know it's that scene where they're all at brunch and everyone's like thinking about giving up. Like uh, Marnie's like, oh, Desi's a, a an asshole, even though she's going to marry him. And then Shoshana's thinking about marrying Soup Guy and just giving up. Um, like I'm just I don't remember what happened before that because it was it's after grad school, right? Mm-hmm. But was she doing something else? Like it was be- it was books and then grad school, right? Is that how it worked? It was like she had the book and that fell through. That fell through, and then she ended up getting accepted to grad school at the end of a season, and that was a big deal, right? Hold on. 
Okay. So Hannah became a teacher midway through season four. Um, and she gave up on her dream to be a writer midway through season four, obviously. Um, so that was like a whole four, three and a half seasons of her wanting to be a writer and then just giving up and then becoming a teacher. No, I just mean like what specifically like made her give up in that season. Um, she's do do do. It's it's like I guess it's right when she comes back. Yeah, it's when she just comes back from grad school. Yeah, it's yeah. it's after she has given up on Iowa and she was like, maybe that's not for me. And mm-hmm. I mean, she had that conversation with the head of the Iowa writing department that was basically like, hey, maybe this isn't for you. Not everybody's cut out for this. And then she yeah. packs up everything and leaves. And then she's like, well, I'm not a writer anymore. I oh. got to figure out what I want to do. Well, she comes back and then it's she finds out that Adam's with Mimi Rose. And then that becomes like a two episode thing or yeah. a whole episode of like people just coming in and talking to her as she uh, as she won't leave the apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. It wasn't like a it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, anyway, I just felt like I thought she was going to get back to like writing the way that she wanted to write outside of GQ. Like she wanted to write yeah. a book or she wanted to write essays, like personal essay type stuff. And she never got back to that. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's doing that now where she's like teaching and writing and raising a kid. I doubt it. But Yeah. Well, it, it just everyone in GQ was proven right because they were basically like, hey, once you get this job, you're going to stop doing your passion projects. And she was like, no, I'm not. And then her interview with like Patty Lapone and like everybody that she talked to that wasn't one of the main characters in the show was basically like, you're never going to make it. <laughs> or they talk about how hard it is, but that's like true with any artistic uh, endeavor. The thing yeah, I think I is interesting it- is how out of touch hannah will be as a professor at the school in about like two years because she's now a mom with a kid that lives outside of the city so Mm -hmm. she will have like like by five years in she won't have any uh the way the speed of the internet and stuff like she won't have any uh real connection to like oh this is how you write for the internet because she doesn't (laughs) do like she won't be an active participant in it you know yeah yeah and the internet changes i mean all that shit constantly changes yeah she'll be like oh back in my time you would write this i like no we don't do this anymore like i get paid i get paid to write tweets and run social media and it's the same thing you know (laughs) these young whippersnappers get paid to tweet for influencers yeah (laughs) yeah man uh but she is young but she is younger than like an older professor so like she will at least still have that i just i just wanted her writing career to like do something she was supposed to be the voice of a generation vance true true (laughs) (laughs) and uh i don't know if she's that she's the voice of that one k grover that's (laughs) that's about it (laughs) you know what would have been interesting like i that that episode when she meets up with Jenny Slate's character Tally Schifrin, that's mm-hmm. that was such a fun like bonding 
that they the two of them had. Mm-hmm. Like to a point where like, oh man, why couldn't they bond with more people like that? But, well, it was also it was a real. great turn. It was a great turnaround too. Yeah. For that yeah, character. it was real for for Jenny Slate's character too, where she's like, everyone's expecting so much of me, and I don't really get to be myself. And she felt like kind of a caricature of herself. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like super real and super interesting. And uh, yeah, and that's what gets her back into the writing thing, right? That gets her into that scene with Tally is what motivates her to do the the moth uh, story slam thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that that was great. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> you want to talk about all the people that she banged in this? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, did other than her writing though? <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not gonna. Get um, it. like no, <laughs> all the people she banged, like her, her lesbian experience at the yoga camp. Uh. Who did, a did she, like all the Adam stuff? Uh, I I just remember that else? she banged uh, uh, Jess's like weird stepbrother, that nineteen year old oh, in that yeah. graveyard, and then Virgin shamed him. Which yeah, was really weird. Yeah, uh, I guess we could say Elijah, or at least it was hinted at. She slept with Elijah. They dated. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, we didn't see them dating in the show. Yeah, she definitely had sex with Elijah. She wouldn't have said, hey, you gave me HPV in the first time. They were definitely having sex at college. Had uh, Donald Glover, uh, Uh, the black Republican. (laughs) Sandy. What a weird name for him, too. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Patrick Wilson. Joshua. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Laird. I think we forget that she hooked up with Laird. She did. She did force herself on Laird and then played with his heart. Yeah, poor Laird. Yeah. <laughs> Laird really liked her for some reason. A lot of people really liked her for some reason. And we're forgetting Fran. Fran, Fran? Who, would, Fran who would not walk away. Fran who didn't know when to quit. Good Lord, Had Fran. no idea. Like you said, the yoga teacher at that one school, that kind of assaulted her how did you rope me into this why are we listing who she's with? <laughs> with no context of the story plot <laughs> who uh, did you like the best out of the people she slept with <laughs> adam at times adam at yeah. times um and laird 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 and elijah laird i think is a very underrated character in this show I didn't expect him to last as long as he did, and I'm kind of I'm all for it. Uh, what did you think about? Remember when her mom basically told her to not go out with Adam, and I was thought, proven right. I, no, I thought the timing of that from the mom was awful. It was terrible timing. Terrible. After he had just like driven all the yeah. way up to see her grandma dying and. Basically told her that we're engaged and all this shit. Yeah, he did all this good stuff for her. And like, sure, Adam's a problem, not what she should be with. That's not the time to indicate that. And then that's like right before. I mean, and this is before all the Tad stuff comes out, you know? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like people in glass houses should be throwing rocks, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. um, Yeah. What did you uh, think of the pregnancy 
at the end. Let's just talk about the pregnancy. Well, yeah, we oh, just we talked forgot about, about Paul Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're talking about all the people she banged. No, like I guess we'll talk about her being pregnant. <laughs> I, a guy that we completely forgot about. I, I don't know. I don't know. I still haven't figured out if I like it as from a story standpoint. I think what I just don't like about the show, in general, is the message to me anyway. It seems like the message is like, none of your dreams are going to come true. And it's written by two people whose dreams have come true. Like everyone involved in this is like, oh, there's no way that your dreams come true and life sucks and basically. And it's like written by Judd Apatow and Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham, who got this show when she was like 23 or some shit. Yeah, but that's going to be like, if if by that by that token, like no one could ever make a show about people not being successful because in order to get a show made, then you've already made the success. Like you can't write a book about how hard it is to write a book if you've written the book and then you can't call that person out on that. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that there's so many characters in this show and none of their dreams come true. Well, here's what I'll say. There are a million shows where character dreams all come true at the end and they all get happy. Yeah. That's why we need a show that does the opposite. Like you need these, you need the shows that are like the opposite of the happy endings of like sex. And, I, I never saw sex in the city. I don't know how it ends exactly. Um, and I guess it's not an ending because they're rebooting. <laughs> um, check out the Bradshaw boys, you know, they got a podcast. Oh yeah, like, that's a know. podcast. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I just want to throw it. Like when we ask people, like, what show should we do next? A lot of people uh, suggest Sex in the City. Uh, unfortunately for us, but fortunately for everyone that has ears, the Bradshaw Boys podcast already exists and it tackles that very issue. Yes. And it's a great podcast. Yeah. And if you like Sex in the City, you should listen to that podcast and check those guys out. Yep. It's good stuff. But I don't know, man. I just... like. I realize that not everyone's dreams are going to come true. Here's, here's a question I'll say. Did you okay. want the dreams to come true for these people? I wanted them to find some happiness. And it seems like nobody found happiness except for maybe Shoshana. Yeah. Um, and Ray and all the guys. The dudes did. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, yeah the boys did. <laughs> Um, we, you and I did. Yeah. <laughs> eh, still, still to be determined. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you walk away from girls happier and more. And I think you're more depressed at the end of girls than you are. I definitely yeah. am. Yeah, I definitely am. Um, but yeah, like there's things where you know you can pivot into a different thing and find happiness in that. Like, sure. She wanted to be a writer, but she could find happiness in being a teacher. And for a while, when she was working at that school with Fran, she seemed really happy and was like, I'm making an impact on these kids' lives. This is my purpose. I thought it was to be a writer, but like, I'm happy with this. Like, this makes me feel good. But at the end of the show, it just like she's doing the same thing, but she's got the kid and she's complaining about how hard it is and how miserable her life is. Marnie's complaining about how miserable her life is because she can't go out to the wine bar or even leave Hannah for like two seconds. Uh, I mean, Jess is just miserable all the time. 
Um, and Shoshana's the only one that was like, I have new friends. And the only way I found happiness was to leave all of you. Yeah. Um, the thing that, yeah, the thing that really gets me with Hannah is that whole, she was teaching, really enjoyed it, quit teaching because she wanted to write, got the, the moth, uh, she wrote the story about Adam and all of that stuff. And then she mm -hmm. back to writing. She has this joy of writing again. And then immediately gets uh, pregnant and then ends up being a teacher again. Mm -hmm. So we end up just doing what she was just doing. Like it's yeah. GQ, no teaching. Then, uh, and then she's like, again, writing and then becoming a teacher. And it's like, why did we do a loop around twice? And mm -hmm. if that's just like a point you want to make of like the cyclical nature of things, then that's fine. But it doesn't seem like it's really the point of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and yeah, I, I'm fine with them not having like we like we said, the finale was not favorite. If we cut that finale episode out and just end where it ended, where she was going to go teaching at the house, it's a happy ending ish. Yeah, it's a happy issue. Like it's still open ended, but you know, like she's moving on to another chapter in the life. Yeah, we yeah. don't see how miserable she is no. like we do in Latching. Yeah, at that last episode, like goodbye tour. It, it it leaves room for hope. For me, it's not so much about her being uh miserable. It's more about showing how she hadn't grown. Because that was what mm. we were trying to get. Like, everyone was being like, oh, should you have a baby? I don't know if you're mature enough. Are you mature mm -hmm. enough? And then she made the mature decision to take a job out of state that was going to, yeah. like, provide for the kid and put her in a better position. And we see her driving there. We see her getting set up. And we're like, you know what? It's going to be a rough, bumpy road. But, like, she's ready for it, you know? She's yeah. grown up. And then we just cut back and then we see an episode and she's like <laughs> lost her pants and shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. And, just and like, screaming at her mom, maybe she didn't have picked a gay guy to marry. And yeah. And, and you're just being like, terrible. And you're just like, okay, these girls are exactly the same. <laughs> Nothing changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That yeah. is an excellent point. Yeah. And it made Marnie even like in the second to last episode, we don't really know much about what's going to happen with Marnie. You know, mm -hmm. but in the last episode, we we're just like, wait, so Marnie, this is it too. So I don't know. It's that last episode shapes a lot of what you're saying about how things ended. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but as her journey, I just thought it was very, I don't know. I would have loved, I really thought that book thing was going to come back because they were like, Hey, this company owns the rights for like two or three years. Like they set it up. Yeah. This other place wanted to buy it. And it was just like, oh my god like that's great like in two or three seasons randomly she's gonna get a call about hey you wrote this book um and she never even like thinks about like going back to the ebook yes. and pitching it like once she starts writing she's never like hey can i talk about some people about this book now that like i'm a really published writer in the new york times or whatever yes uh instead she's just like sure i'll go to surf camp and be a jerk there <laughs> Like, it's like all right i guess that's what the writing was for yeah so i mean hannah finds out that her ebook deal is dead halfway through season three mm -hmm. it's been three years yeah 
in real time. Well, <laughs> I know. I thought I thought it was going to be that was going to come back because they had a company that really wanted that book. Yeah, but uh, nope. She's a teacher now. Yeah, um, and I, I will say this more. More importantly, forget the writing. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's good that she didn't end up with Adam. Okay, I was really happy they didn't do that. Me too. Mm-hmm. You knew that they weren't right for each other. Well, there was a little bit of like, will they, won't they, will they, won't they? And then that last episode where Adam's like, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. And then they realize how far apart they've grown yeah. and how difficult it's going to be. I thought that was some real shit right there. Yeah. And I was really happy about that considering the way that they ended season five with her just putting, like hearing him just like cursing her out through the doorway, him fighting with Jessa, which was scary yeah. as hell. And then, yeah. and then just her putting the like fruit basket there. And I was like, yes, that is just a, I'm ending. Like she walks away and there's a freeze frame. I was just like, yeah, all right, that's it. Like she's moved on from Adam. And I was like, if she I was gets little... back, if she gets back with Adam, it just undercuts all of that. I was a little disappointed that they did like kind of get back together, at least for that one episode. They turned it around at least at the end of it. Um, like I could have yeah. understood Adam being like, oh, I'll help you raise the baby just because he cares about her and wants to see her succeed. But they don't need to like fuck and be back together in a relationship. Yeah, he found that out and they went right back to like, he went right in. Like yeah. <laughs> that that cut when he's having sex with her. I was like, really? I thought they were just going to talk about this up, up at the apartment at least. They, they just yeah. went from like, I want to help you raise this baby to we're making another one. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. And I just thought that episode at least wrapped up in a. It, it was the, it was like the Charlie and Marnie episode, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you just get a a little taste of your old relationship. You get the fun, and you get the highs and the very lows of it. Yeah, and then yeah. you realize why it ended and why you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I wanted to mention this. Well. I, I wanted to mention a couple of predictions that we had that didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> Marnie and Adam, I was, you know, I, I still, maybe there's a chance if they do a revival. <laughs> Never conceding. If they can bring back Sex and City, they can bring back girls. And, and we'll, yeah. Yeah. Um, Vance was, uh, we thought that, well, Vance thought that Marnie and Adam were going to hook up eventually. Yeah. And uh, that never happened. I was just off by one. Off by one. Yep. Yep. Um, I didn't see the Jessa thing coming. Uh, and then uh, you predicted that Marnie was going to get AIDS from sleeping with Charlie and become addicted to drugs. I I no, I thought that she might get HIV because Charlie was doing needle drugs. And that would have been an interesting character arc. <laughs> You can't deny that would have been interesting. They already have so many drug users on the show. <laughs> like, you can't just throw Marnie into that. I don't know, but Marnie dude, would be the did worst you see? On drugs. But that's the thing is, like, Jessa and Jasper were doing drugs, but they were living pretty well. Like, Jessa was still, like, in an apartment. Like, Charlie was in a flop house, dude. He was yeah. in a trap house, and shit was not good. He was doing all kinds of scams and cons and stuff. Yeah. I could have seen that happening, but I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one 
Did you know I was wrong about Adam and Marnie? No, I didn't. From the beginning. There, there but this, when you no, said no, no, this no. about Marnie, I knew you were wrong right <laughs> So, yeah. There was never a point where I was like, oh, maybe you got to, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have taken, I, I, I don't know. There were just some things that I, some yeah. places that this show went that i would have never expected it to go so i was like hey let's fucking swing for the fences here marnie's gonna get hiv (laughs) yeah um yeah i don't (laughs) but you know hannah's story just went all i like the second season with her ocd and stuff that was wild oh yeah um and yeah i'm glad i I will say this i will say that it was a good portrayal of like what real ocd is so i give them that Mm -hmm. it was just real uncomfortable to watch yeah and it really pushed some stuff yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we predicted that uh, Hannah would might get the book deal back. We just talked about that. That never happened. Jessa becoming a therapist. Yeah. That kind of stuff never happened. Uh, ah, yeah. I did though predict that Adam and Jessa were going to hook up. I think you did. And yeah. that did that did happen. And I was like, because I, I remember being like, I don't know where this is going, but I don't but like it. But did you predict it once you saw suspicion. stuff that was like leading towards it? It wasn't like. Possibly. But I was like, I don't like where this is going. And then they started dating. I was like, I don't like this. And then I got to the point where I was like, I kind of like this. Yeah, it seemed all right until the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what yeah. else would you like I think, to do to wrap up? I think we should wrap up with this because we got some extra stuff and i think we might have to come back and do another episode just on the boys arts yeah um but i will let's do this let's end this episode with which episode is your least favorite between Mm -hmm. one man's trash and on all fours on all fours is the one where adam and uh that one lady natalia right yeah ah See, I don't really remember much of anything else of that episode. Um, that episode also has the one with the Q-tips in the ear. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my pick for... Uh, it, I haven't gone through all of them, but On All Fours is definitely my pick of one of my <laughs> least favorite hard-to-watch episodes. I... I think I'd go one man's trash over on all fours just because it was so singularly focused on one character being an awful, awful person. Yeah, I'm going to go on all fours just because Adam's aggressive sexual. uh, I don't like I don't even know what you want to classify that as. And then Hannah's body horror stuff. Like the there are some yeah. moments in this series where Adam is just frightening and scary. I mean, he starts out frightening, <laughs> like yeah, like uh, and we'll get into that in a future episode more. So, but uh, yeah, that was that was just such an uncomfortable one. Like one man's trash has like it's not as uncomfortable throughout for me. I feel like and yeah, yeah. I mean, there's happy moments and there's like uh good moments and they're having fun you know they're playing naked ping pong or Mm -hmm. whatever but 
how it ends it, it doesn't seem real like it seems like a weird dream sequence mm-hmm. and it's it's a hannah only story and just the end of it is so so awful like this guy had shown her nothing but kindness and and was welcoming to her and i guess a good lay at least and then she's just like so selfishly self-absorbed and just ruins it all like there could have been something there maybe i don't know probably not but it was just so singularly focused on hannah being awful and there was no escape there was no shoshana lighthearted thing no marnie it was all you're you're trapped in a room with hannah yeah but on all fours we get adam running in the hand on the street after she comes from the hospital for shoving a q-tip in her ear and then uh and then he goes back and starts drinking heavily yeah and then just basically sexually assaults his girlfriend or like yeah and it's really uncomfortable and then we end with hannah shoving the q-tip back in her ear again yeah that was rough that was a that was a rough one for me. So I don't know. Uh, one man's trash. Her. Hannah's character in that. And this is when Hannah was like really <laughs> tricky to be like. She was falling in the <laughs> rankings hard. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this was in one man's trash. I still had questions about Patrick Wilson's character. Like mm-hmm. why he's doing this. But she definitely goes off on a tangent. She can't remember. She won't call him by the right name. She's being a jerk on purpose for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed watching the acting throughout that and nothing was more uncomfortable. Like, I mean, it was like her passing out in the sauna was scary, but I don't yeah. know. Uh, I think, yeah, I think those two episodes are real bad, but I wouldn't even say they're the worst episodes. No, I'm not even saying they're bad after episodes as much as tough to watch or yeah. like if you had to like rewatch one, which one would you choose? I would rewatch One Man's Trash. I would rewatch One Man's Trash over on all fours. I would rewatch One Man's Trash because it's like a single story, it's like a short film, kind of like the Chuck Palmer episode. But, of that, American but Bitch. that's also your the reason that you say you didn't like it as much. Yeah, but if I had to rewatch something just to be like, oh, let me, because without context on all fours, it's like, eh. I think I, you'll have the context. <laughs> you watched the whole series. Think no, no. I'm saying like think about if you were to you would never watch it and you had to watch one of these episodes. Oh no, I'm not thinking of like that. I'm not, okay, yeah, because that because then that would only shape the one-off episodes. I think that one man's trash just made me feel very claustrophobic too, because they were only in like it starts out with at Ray's coffee house, mm-hmm. but then once they're in Patrick Wilson's house, they're only in there and they don't leave. They don't do anything else except for like stay in that house and it kind of gives me anxiety like the lack of locations kind of makes me anxious and just the ticking time bomb of like when is this going to blow up in yet in her face yeah that's the one that you would choose to rewatch yeah because it's like a horror it's like a horror movie <laughs> you're making it was, my it, point I mean, it's for interesting me. no, no <laughs> it's interesting like but i mean in american bitch I, I had the same feelings of anxiety because there's only in chuck palmer's apartment and you know something's bad's going to happen, but I think that might be one of the best episodes of this show. Yeah, that's a great episode. I can't argue with it. That that one's great. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one's like what it's one a, man's 
that's an uncomfortable watch for the realness of it. Um, yeah. But the characters are doing what they do. Like, it's great acting and the characters are doing what they should do. You know, like, yeah, no one's doing something that's so, like, off. Like, in One Man Trash, Hannah's like, and, and again, this is the, the most highly debatable episode of people, like, love or hate it. Um, it's just like. Well, that's the one that Hannah your does. wife, yeah. after she saw that episode, One Man's Trash, she yeah. was like, I'm tapping out. I'm not watching <laughs> yeah. the show anymore. And we <laughs> talked to people who really love that episode. We had uh, listeners write in and say, oh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that episode. But, like, I also enjoyed hearing you guys talk about it, too. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we're not going to take the we're not going to understand the female perspective that's coming from that scenario and yeah yeah so it, it, i don't know it's a, it's an interesting episode like i could rewatch it for that reason though on all fours it's just like i have no desire to watch adam do what he does to natalia who's been nothing but an angel you yeah know? <laughs> i mean remember when adam peed on hannah yeah i was just like <laughs> that's the first season <laughs> yeah yeah Man, there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens in this, man. Yeah, but we'll we'll tackle the guys in another episode. I think they, yeah. they, you know, the guys obviously deserve their due. You know, they've waited yeah. so long, been in the background Equal- for so. Equality, <laughs> yeah, equality. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's not release this episode. Let's release the guys first. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, anything else that we wanted to tackle for this one, Vance? Is already pretty pretty long yeah, episode. I wanted this to be a short one, and it is definitely not. But we are recapping. <laughs> We're recapping Between an entire stars. series, yeah. kind yeah. of. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah. We got a couple more uh, bonus episodes, and then uh, yeah, we'll see what we're going to tackle next. Yeah, you know, uh, keep sending for- in your questions, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send in the questions to boys, boys watching girls podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at uh, at boys watching girls podcast. Or you can just uh, DM somebody personally on Twitter. Vance has Twitter. I, I don't know. I, I'm only I'm not really on Twitter. I have like five followers. <laughs> <laughs> I only get on Twitter to like enter contests. <laughs> I don't even have any comment on that. That's fine. You don't have to be on Twitter uh yeah so thanks for checking it out thanks for riding all the way through this entire series if you're a day one dude we're still getting a lot of a lot of hits on the pilot episode yeah i'd be frightened i'd be terrified to go back and listen to what we were like on the first episode of this (laughs) i remember not thinking that it was uh it was bad. I was like, it felt, it sounded like a podcast. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, it's probably one of those things like now that we've been doing this for so long, we go back and listen to it. We're like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for, uh, if you're, if you've just listened to the pilot, uh, stick around because <laughs> it gets better. I, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't Wait, know. you think someone jumped right into this? <laughs> you think someone listened to this and it was like oh i don't know if i'm gonna stick with it but i'm gonna go to the pilot well maybe they'll be like they'll they'll listen to the pilot and then be like well this is gonna be a slog to get through let me just go to their whole series recap <laughs> <laughs> i love that that person is so committed to having to listen to this podcast <laughs> they're like god that sucked well let's watch it let's listen to the end oh that's yeah okay <laughs> Now I'll start. Now I'll start listening to the the back catalog. <laughs> oh man! But no, we appreciate 
any and all listeners. Yes, all of our listeners. Number, what were we, the number three podcast in Macedonia or something recently? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Shout out. I think iTunes only has one. It's like one podcast there for some reason. And we made the cut, baby. <laughs> we still couldn't yeah. get to number one. We got some new listeners We're, in uh, Nova Scotia. So shout out oh, to Nova Scotia. Shout out Nova Scotia. Yeah, Nova Scotia. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know All what right. we're doing we gotta, anymore. Yeah, we got we got to stop. All right. Yeah. We're, we're done. Uh, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode, uh, which we don't know what it's going to be, but uh, we're still going. We're still potting. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. And we'll see you next time. Bye.